4: You heard it, I'm RJ, live, coast to coast, 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock here in Vegas. We've got an action-packed hour on Friday, pick Palooza. And boy, sometimes there's nothing better than simplicity. We got four big games, NFL playoff style this weekend. We're going to break each one of them down, including the feature game, the Cowboys and Seattle Boy, I disagree with most of the world on that one. And then Chicago and Philly, me and Fezzik disagree on that one. Yep, he's part of the pros who know. Steve Fezzik, NFL expert, all the college knowledge, Brad Powers. Sports bettors listen for the money, sports fans listen to know more than their buddies. Here's my personal promise we will deliver the Vegas truth to you. You can't have pros. Without Joe's he is Jonas Knox.
3: Always good to be here on a very busy Friday RJ as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance visit Geico.com for a free rate quote and we start in the NBA in what some have called the game of the year so far last night in Oakland where the Houston Rockets beat the Golden State Warriors 135 134 in over Overtime, which makes it three straight losses at home for the defending champs. RJ, what is the Vegas perspective on what we saw last night?
4: You know, Jonas, your intro makes me think of this. This is the
0: game that people are going to talk about for years to come.
4: <laughs> well, actually, maybe for the next couple of hours, right, right. perhaps. But it was a big NBA game. And boy, does it shine a spotlight. Yesterday's results shines a spotlight on an amazing reality when it comes to Golden State. Here's what it is. Entering this season, before the first game was played, Golden State was about a minus 200 favorite to win the title. That means you had to bet $2 to win $1 if Golden State did the best they could do, which was win the title. Now, Michael Jordan, many believe, I believe, the greatest player of all time, Never entered a season better than even money. So Michael Jordan's best year, at least expectation wise, coming into the season, if you bet $100, you would win $100 if the Bulls won. They were about even money. Golden State entered the season, you had to bet $2 to win a dollar. So a gigantically bigger favorite. On one hand, Michael was about 50 50 was the implication to win the title. Here it's If you do the simple math, the Golden State was going to win the title. That is a gigantic difference. In the interim, since the season started, Golden State has gone 25 and 14 straight up in the standings. 25 winners, 14 losers in the standings. Brad, when it comes to the against the spread record, which was going against those sky-high. Sky-high expectations. How's Golden State done?
5: Tied for second worst in the NBA. Only the Wizards have a worse against the spread record than the Warriors right now.
4: So on one hand, sky-high expectations and the second worst against the spread, against the Vegas number record for Golden State. Second worst. And then if you just look at the straight up, hey, look at the newspaper, 25-14 and does not seem like an all-time team. So you would think, wow, wow, there must be such a reevaluation on Golden State. Well, entering last night's game, Golden State was still minus 200. So think about this. Michael Jordan was never minus 200 pre-All-Star break. In fact, no team in NBA history other than versions of this same Golden State team in prior years. No other team— has ever been minus 200 pre-All-Star break. So even though second worst against the spread, the Warriors, even though only a 25-14 and 14 record, not an all-time great team by any stretch. Remember, the same Golden State team, an incarnation of them, lost less than 14 games an entire season of the regular season not that long ago. But still, Golden State entered this game minus 200. All-time favor. Now, to me, it doesn't make a ton of sense, but yesterday, entering that game, Steve Fezzik, we felt like this was kind of a show-me-something game. As in, Golden State, we expected a max performance. So, Why did you, why did the Vegas Handicappers expect a max performance from Golden State?
6: Because Golden State was playing their number one rival in the West, Houston, who Golden State had lost to by 21 points earlier in the year in their one meeting. So they get embarrassed. And remember, Houston at the
4: time in that first meeting had revenge for the playoffs last year. So they made that, and Houston had started very slowly. So Houston made their statement. And now it was Golden State at home. No one hurt, right? Full strength, Golden State. Agreed? Agreed. And Houston wasn't even at full strength.
6: Yeah, Chris Paul was out, and their backup guard, Eric Gordon, was out.
4: Wow. So you got one of the key guys out. You're on the road, if you're Houston. Golden State with revenge. Golden State fully healthy. And the line was nine in some spots yeah, yesterday. Yeah, Golden
6: State laying eight and a half to nine, and they get up by nineteen. RJ, it should be over. Wow! So now, not only, now, you're up
4: nineteen. Saying, "Look, this is our statement." And lo and behold, Golden State could not finish the job. So to me, we can make excuses all we want. Oh, don't worry about you know this team. When that we saw some of this last year. You know, the regular season's just a slog, and then at a certain point, they're going to decide to turn it on, and when they decide, look out below, Katie bar the door, okay, I get it, maybe, but that's been said about every championship-level team that ever fell flat the next year. You never really believe they've fallen flat until it gets to be the playoffs, until it gets to be the point of like, holy cow, I guess there is no more chance. There is no tomorrow. They're not going to finally turn it on But if there's been any game this year that you thought you would have saw a playoff version of Golden State, it was this one. And boy, the fact Houston won this game on the road, considering the spot, I think is the biggest indictment of Golden State's 2018-19 team that we've seen yet. Fez, how much are you reevaluating how good Golden State is
6: significant reevaluation I've lowered the power rating on Golden State by two points since the start of the year all right so two points from the start so in a game
4: like uh, just as let's say they would be 10 point favorites against a team at home the start of the year now they would only be an eight point favorite. correct
6: and I, frankly I'm concerned that's not enough RJ point their point per game difference so if you're or-
4: concerned it's not enough why not do it more I
6: hate to make just a radical adjustment based on one game
4: so you're not concerned you're not enough you're saying someone could say it's not enough but then when you consider all the factors, you think it's just exactly enough. I do.
6: <laughs> That's an interesting little circle there. But, but point per game differential, RJ, only plus 4.5 for Golden State. They're eighth in the league right now in point per game di- differential. That is not an all-time great team.
4: But if you want to bet Golden State to win the title this morning, right now even, minus 200. So after all of that... After this statement game and the statement being, well, we fell flat. That's our statement from Golden State. Still, Golden State is exactly the minus 200 they were to start the year to win the title. And once again, this team, this non-great team, is the biggest favor there's ever been at this point of the year other than other versions of this same Golden State team in recent years. Wow, the public, the bet, at least the future betting market doesn't, is still not worried about Golden State, but professional bettors like Fezzik are. I'm RJ Bell straight out of Vegas. A lot of the talk shows are talking about Harden here. What a shot, what a game. And boy, the betting markets did, they certainly did adjust when it comes to Harden's MVP odds. And people love to bet the MVP. It's kind of a proxy for who's the alpha, the number one alpha player in the NBA. And if you would have bet this a day or two ago, so before Harden's amazing game, amazing shot last night, Giannis was the favorite to win the MVP, and Harden was plus 350. So 100 wins you 350. After yesterday's game, James Harden is the MVP favorite. Went from plus 350 to plus 175. Now listen, we know there's recency bias. We know we're all prisoner of the moment. But Fez, I very rarely see odds like MVP odds adjust that much. Adjust that much off of... Just one game. I mean, I'm not sure I've
6: ever seen it. I've never seen it, RJ. Think about it. 82 games, and in one game midseason, one player has had his odds halved. I, I mean,
4: no doubt. So to close on this game and the rest of the show, all about football, but to close on this game, one, Golden State has underperformed drastically, But the betting market on future says still a historically big favorite to win the NBA title, Golden State, and James Harden, probably the biggest jump we've ever seen from one game when it came to a player's chance to win the MVP. James Harden is now the favorite to be NBA MVP. When we come back, we talked about it. It's football time, and we're going to talk about the biggest game, Seattle versus Dallas. I disagree with most of the public.
3: That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Straight out of Vegas!
3: Be sure to catch
7: live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great
1: tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
3: Wow, I'm
4: R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas.
3: And I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will take a look ahead at Wild Card Weekend in the NFL.
4: You know, Jonas, I don't know if you know this, Brad, who's here every day, no days off for Brad, He his dream is one day between the first block and the second block of the show that I'm going to be off in the bathroom or somehow I'll trip and fall, and he's just waiting to say, I'm Brad Powers and we're straight out of Vegas. <laughs> still, you haven't had the dream yet, no, Brad, have you? No. But still, it is. Still living dr- it. You're going to be excited when that finally happens, aren't you? It might happen. <laughs> we have fun every weekday bringing the fun of Vegas straight to you right now on the strip. 56 degrees, and the neon is flowing.
3: Hey guys, it is wild card weekend in the NFL. And on Saturday night, the Dallas Cowboys are currently a two point favorite hosting the Seahawks on Fox. And.
7: Time to get some Saturday Night Action in.
4: Well, this is a big one, Fez. We're going to do what I call a behind-the-velvet-rope handicap. Now, what does that mean? It means... If you listen to radio shows, if you even listen to straight out of Vegas, very authentic, straight out of Vegas, you're getting, you know, two, three minutes on this game, and then the next game, then the next game. You know, when I'm on with Colin Cowherd right here on Fox Sports Radio, we can't spend five, six, seven minutes on a game. Colin likes sports betting, but it's not his focus here. This is such a big game. I always like to kind of go behind the velvet rope on these really big games, and think about the way that a professional batter thinks about the game. So Dallas at home, favored by less than a field goal, and home field advantage is three in the NFL typically. Dallas, I think, is three, especially considering, though in years past they haven't been great at home, Dallas has been really good at home this year. So do you agree three points if Seattle and Dallas were even? Agree. So now it's like, well, wait a minute. Seattle and Dallas isn't even, at least according to the betting market, because the line's below three, that means Seattle's somehow better. So make the case, what are the factors that could legitimately make the case that Seattle was a better team than Dallas?
6: I think if you look at the results for both teams, Seattle looks on paper to be better. Why? Why? They're both 10 and 6, right? Right. So if you look at Seattle's, a lot of the results, they look impressive. Hey, they beat Green Bay. They beat Minnesota. They beat Dallas when these teams played early in the year. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Because let's talk
4: about that. Because the public, that is something the public can totally relate to. Hey, these two teams, you know, I remember we've had times where Brad puts out his college football Vegas rankings, and there'll be a team that like like Mish, a team will just have uh, beat another team, but the other team is still ahead of them, and they're like, how in the heck can that team that just lost be ahead of the team that just beat them? So we think about like the NBA playoffs. There's teams that get beat all the time that end up winning the series. But in football, because there's so few games, the public just obsesses over every result. And to me, that's probably the biggest mistake the public makes. Here they're going to say, hey, they played earlier. Hey, Seattle won. And won by double digits. All right. So, and if you look at Dallas's wins, couldn't you say two wins against a defending champion Philadelphia? You could also make the case the most dominating performance of the year, perhaps, against the Saints? I mean, what would, could the case be made, the Cowboys win against the Saints Cowboys were home. That game was one one of, if not the most impressive game of the NFL season.
6: Absolutely. Nothing fluky about that win at all. They outplayed the Saints, the best team in the NFL.
4: So I don't get how, even if you just look at the scoreboard, I don't get how that would necessarily be, oh, Seattle's better. I mean, if you just look at the wins
6: and losses, don't they seem kind of even? They do look close to even. I do think that Seattle's getting a little favorable rounding from the public here. because of the, So favorable rounding, what does that mean? The public's looking at some of these final scores like Seattle 21, Minnesota 7. Hey, they beat the Vikings by 14 points. But if you actually watch that game, that was a very, very close game throughout the entire game.
4: R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas breaking down the Saturday night action, Dallas and Seattle. I agree with you. I think that Minnesota game... Was deceiving. It was what six? Not uh, you. Always got the way you explained that 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 Minnesota was in the control of that game.
6: Well, Seattle was up six nothing, and Minnesota had two trips into deep into Seattle territory and got zero points out
4: of it. At what point in the game was that? In the fourth quarter, middle yeah. of the fourth quarter. So if they get kick a uh, get one touchdown, one field goal, they might win. Minnesota might have won that game.
6: Yes. Instead, they get stuffed on the goal line and they get a field goal blocked.
4: And then, to me, the real game that was. Uh, potentially deceiving, was when Green Bay came in on Thursday night, on the road, short week, and Green Bay had just had two tough games. I think it was against the Patriots and Minnesota. I'm just going by memory. And a short week, and still Seattle won just by three and, and Green Bay led most of that game.
6: Exactly. If you look at the win probability, Green Bay is like right around like 75%, virtually the entire game, yet somehow Seattle pulls it out.
4: So on one hand, what we could say is this. Seattle, maybe just their scores look better, but every one of Seattle's impressive wins, I'm not saying most, I'm saying every one of Seattle's impressive wins was at home. And most of those impressive wins were deceiving in that they didn't quite win as easily or as convincingly as it seemed. Seattle. Now, if we flip to Seattle on the road, wowza. Here's the three. They had three road wins this year, if you don't count London. In London, they won against the Raiders, so okay, congratulations. It was Arizona. Seattle beat Arizona on the road. Seattle beat Detroit on the road. And Seattle beat Carolina on the road. Oh, that sounds right, Cam. Except Carolina was in the middle of a seven-game losing streak. So if your most impressive road win is against a team that was in the middle of a seven-game losing streak, you probably don't have an impressive road win. Do you agree with that, Fed?
6: Agree. And also, if you went back and watched that Carolina-Seattle game, Carolina outplayed Seattle virtually the entire game.
4: But let's get a good point. You're saying even that score was deceiving. So to me, Seattle is just plain overrated that on the road, especially why the home wins, which don't really apply as much on the road, especially when you have such a great home field like Seattle has maybe the best in the NFL, best home field Seattle, I think is fair to say. And then those games are somewhat deceiving, even the home games and the road wins you've got are against nobody's, like literally not even an average team. If Seattle somehow beats Dallas, it will be by far the most impressive road win, and it won't even be close. But I think I understand why the line is wrong. I like Dallas in this game. I like them. I'm betting them. And here's why. I think everyone's just remembering the Legion of Boom. Entering the year, there was this sense of, oh, well, Legion of Boom is dead. Their time has passed. Okay. But once they started winning, it was like, look, we got Pete Carroll. I've heard this more from the mainstream guys this week. Who would you rather bet on, Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson or Dak and the Clapper? And it's like, okay, I get that. But but if that were the case, you would have thought Seattle was a playoff team entering the year because they had – Russell Wilson and had Pete Carroll then. So I don't think you can just kind of go back in time and think this is the old Seattle team. This is a Seattle team that got lucky in a few games. Give them credit. It was a good season. But the idea that they're better than Dallas, I don't see it. So, Fez, here's my question. We know why the line is wrong because it's that lingering residual love for that great Seattle teams of the past. Are you betting Dallas, and if not, why not?
6: I was going to bet Dallas, and the reason I did not bet Dallas, RJ, is because Dak Prescott, for whatever reason, small sample size, the team that he has the worst QBR against in the league is Seattle. He's played Seattle twice the last two years. His QBR- So twice
4: the last two years, as in four
6: times, or no, two just- times in two years? He's played two games, one okay. time each year, and he has a QBR of 14 and 44 in those two games against now, QBR's Seattle. Now, QBR is 1 to 100, so that
4: means below average both times in the 14 is horrendous. Yes. i got to be honest with you, Fez. You bring up a great point there because Seattle has a very specific style of defense, and when you have a limited quarterback like Dak, he might be a great game manager, but he is a limited quarterback. Certain defenses can cause those limited guys trouble your point is the Pete Carroll defense at Seattle defensive scheme. We've got two games telling us Dak really struggles. Both of those games are without wide
6: receiver Cooper.
4: Yeah. But again, I, I think he can feel like, like, oh, he's the savior. Last thought, you know, you almost got me off of Dallas because boy, that's a good point. Last thought, maybe the under then, because Dallas has a great rushing defense. What do you think – so if, if Dallas is going to struggle on offense because Dak doesn't match up well against the Seattle D and Dallas has a good rushing D, what do you think of the under?
6: I like that handicap because all Seattle does, frankly, is run the ball and Dallas should be able to stop it.
4: Oh, well, Seattle runs the ball and then they occasionally right. say, Russell Wilson, do something amazing. And the fact that he does is why Seattle's in the playoffs. So to close, I really came in strong on Dallas – I'm going to reevaluate. I still lean Dallas at minimum. I think it's really hard, really hard to bet Seattle in this spot.
3: Next up here on Straight out of Vegas, we take a look at a Week 16 rematch between the Chargers and the Ravens in Baltimore where the Ravens right now are a 3-point favorite.
4: Fez, I this is one of those if you can answer the question, you know who you're picking. And it's worth saying this as an aside, If you're betting for fun, it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah, try to be smart. Why not? Hey, if you're going to bet anyway, why not win, right? But if you're betting to win as an investment, the line has to be wrong for it to be a good bet. So if you have four NFL games, the line is not going to be wrong in four games. It's not going to be wrong in three. It probably isn't going to be wrong in two. So Fez, a typical professional batter, four Playoff games, he's playing one side or zero sides, and 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 a pro better that's playing two would be a rarity. Would you agree? I agree. Now, if you're betting pizza money, have fun. Right? If you're trying to bet like a pro, be careful. To me, this is a game. I think you answer one question: Do, do the Chargers improve drastically against Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson? has already played the Chargers, meaning you've got a quirky offense, almost like a option offense in college football. Teams, much better teams, like Oklahoma, Brad, yep. played Army this year. <laughs> they weren't used to the option, and it went to overtime. It did. Very fortunate to win
5: as a 30-point favorite.
4: So... I think a lot of what Lamar Jackson has done, let's give credit to Harbaugh. Let's give credit to the scheme. Let's give credit to the fact, quite frankly, they played some really bad rushing defenses. The Ravens opposed those bad rushing defenses. But the Chargers got beat, too, at home against his team. I believe getting ready for that a second time is such a big advantage for the Chargers. Like this is all very familiar to us. And now you got to do something different Harbaugh because we we've got figured out what you did the first time. I think it's the biggest factor in the game.
6: I agree that is my handicap. Let's face it, RJ Baltimore runs the ball 64% of the time. No one else in the NFL runs it more than 50% of the time. Why don't they run the ball two-thirds of the time? Because it's not— The typical NFL team. Typical NFL team. Why do they pass more than they run? Because passing typically is more successful. But this quirky offense that Baltimore has is very difficult to prepare for. The fact that the Chargers, two of the last three weeks, have been able to prepare for it, I expect a much, much better performance.
4: So how much do you like this
6: game? I like it a lot. It is my best bet. I am on the Chargers plus the three.
4: Okay, so you're saying of all the four NFL games— this is your biggest bet. Steve Fazek, two-time Super Contest champion. You bet the Chargers, but you better get the three. The plus three is very important. Absolutely. Most key number. My best bet's coming up before the end of the show in just one minute. All the love and fuzziness you're feeling with me and Fez, that's <laughs> over. We disagree on a game.
8: It's called Crossfire.
3: That's coming up next, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Dan
8: Byer. No LeBron James for the Lakers tonight as they face the Knicks. He's out with a groin injury that's kept him out for a little while. In fact, the Lakers released a statement today saying that LeBron will be re-evaluated in one week, meaning he'll also likely miss games against Dallas, Minnesota, and the Detroit Pistons. Sixers stringman Jimmy Butler mispracticed with the Today and may miss tomorrow's game against the Suns. There's also an ESPN report that he may be butting heads with head coach Brett Brown over Brown's offensive coaching system. College football news, Stanford wide receiver J.J. Arcega-Whiteside is going to go to the NFL draft. Well, former Georgia quarterback Justin Fields is expected to transfer to Ohio State, according to reports in West Virginia, hiring Troy head football coach Neil Brown as their new head football coach. And news from the NFL, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes named the Associated Press first-team All-Pro quarterback today. Receiving 45 out of 50 first-place votes, Rams defensive tackle Aaron Donald was the only unanimous selection to the first team. Four rookies were named to the first team, including two Colts, linebacker Darius Leonard and guard Quentin Nelson. NBC Sports Washington is saying that Jay Gruden will be back as the Redskins head coach in 2019. The NFL Network says the Dolphins want to interview Saints defensive coordinator Dennis Allen for their coaching vacancy. And Adam Gase expected to interview with the Green Bay Packers on Sunday, according to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Guys, back to you. Thanks, Dan. Straight
3: out of Vegas comes to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, a special best bet on college football, but not the game that you're thinking of. I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. He is the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell.
4: And like Jimmy Butler, button heads with a coach, me and Fezzik, crossfire time. When you hear this music, (laughs) it means the battle's on. Philadelphia, Chicago, six and a half as Chicago. You're the underdog against me. I'm going to let you go first. Make your
6: case. Of course, I'm the underdog, and I paid you another $100 for your best bet that you beat me on with the Rosen. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. I don't want to get you off your game. Here's my case for Chicago. Chicago's playing very well. Last 10 games, 9-1 and against the spread, 9-1 and straight up. I'll make the case that they're playing even better than we think they've been playing because Week 12 and Week 13, two mediocre results. Yes, they beat Detroit by 7. They barely got by Detroit, And they lost at the New York Giants. Well, those two games, Chase Daniel took over for Trubisky. And Daniel, frankly, wasn't very good as a backup quarterback. Only averaged 5.7 yards per pass play. If we take out the two games with their backup quarterback, the Bears, their last eight games with Trubisky, 8-0 straight up. 8-0 against the spread, average score, Chicago 25, their opponent 13. I can make a case. We've been talking about how well Indianapolis has been playing in the AFC. I can make a case that the Bears have been the best team in the NFC.
4: Okay, so your handicap here is the Bears are just way underrated. This team right now, I think consensus is the fourth or the fifth or so best team, and you're saying, oh, no, this is...
6: So so where do you got the Bears in your power range? Number three, RJ. Holy cow. So who, who's one and two? New Orleans one, Kansas City two, Rams so, number four. So
4: you're saying right now, now it, was, it wasn't that long ago, it wasn't that long ago Chicago hosted the Rams. Chicago was the underdog. Chicago was a three-point underdog at home, which implies that the Rams were six points better. And now in a handful of weeks, the Bears are better. From six points better, the Rams to the Bears are better. Yes. Huge Mm. adjustment with the Bears. And who – so you're saying the Bears are better than the Patriots? I I am, It's like you can tell you don't want to say it. Say it. If you believe it, say it strong. Hold on. on. Say, I am Steve Fezzik. Don't judge me. I would bet the Bears – even money
6: on a neutral field against the Patriots. I am Steve Fezik. Don't judge me. I, I bet. <laughs> don't, don't judge me. You can't even they say, say it. Don't I bet me. the Bears against RJ when they were playing New England and they blew it, and now I'm betting the Bears again.
4: Somehow he found a way to make that complicated. So you really believe, you really, really believe the Patriots?
6: <laughs> the Bears are better than the Patriots.
4: <sighs> what do you think the line would be if the Bears and the Patriots play On a neutral. New England would be favored. By how much? Two. So really, this is fascinating. Because one of the things you have to do, you have to do if you're betting a game, is you have to understand why the line is wrong. Meaning, by definition, you're only betting the game if you think the line is wrong. Why is the line wrong? And you're saying... I Let's use an example first of, well, why is the line wrong in the Seattle-Dallas game? I thought Dallas probably should be the pick. I don't love it, but I thought Dallas should be the pick. And it's because Seattle has that pedigree. Seattle had some deceiving scores. Seattle's worse than you think on the road. Thus, the market is misvaluing Seattle. Here, we better explain why you think Chicago is the pick, and you're saying you think Chicago is just way underrated. So chances are you're going to bet Chicago next week, whoever they play. Yes. All right. So that's the beauty of it. Sometimes you're on an island as a professional better, saying the whole world is wrong about the Bears. They're better than people think. I will agree the Bears are better at home. I would say the home road split between uh, with the Bears, home and away, the improvement at home is is as much as any team in the NFL. Would you agree with that? I would agree, yes. Now, do you worry about Trubisky making his first? Like, here's a guy who his nerves seem to be an issue. Obviously, he hasn't had a ton of experience, Trubisky, Bears quarterback. How much are you worried about the first playoff start?
6: Not that worried at home. I'd be more concerned if it had been a road playoff game he had to start with.
4: And Nagy never had coached in the playoff game. You're fine with that,
6: too. I'm fine with it.
4: Let's create a little context about what a seven-point favorite means in the NFL. And I was thinking back, what's a recent game that was a seven-point favorite? I'm R.J. Bell, straight out of Vegas, breaking down. This is a crossfire. Fezzik on the Bears, and I'm on the Eagles, plus six and a half. So we're almost at seven. Denver traveled to the Chargers about a month ago, maybe a little more. And remember, Denver ended up winning that game. But Denver was a seven-point underdog in that game. So think about it. Chargers at the time were one of the best teams in the NFL. Still are considered that. Denver has dropped since that game. But boy, Denver was not highly regarded even then. And the line was only seven, or the line was seven. So are we really saying the difference between Chicago and the defending world champion with Nick Foles are literally, uh, the distance between Chicago and Philly is the same as it was like a month ago between the Chargers and Denver?
6: Denver that just fired their coach? I cannot make that argument. Well, then how can you like Chicago? Because I am worried— about Foles and Izzy 100%. If Foles is 100%... Well, so wait game. a minute. We're like five minutes into this handicap,
4: and you're now telling us why you actually like Chicago? I thought you said it's because Chicago's underrated.
6: It is. That's my primary reason. Oh, and then, th- oh you're going to downgrade Philadelphia. My secondary reason. I think I'm free-rolling here. So Nick Foles, week 16, had to leave the game, shot to the ribs. Week 17, has to leave the fourth quarter, doesn't come back. Oh, injury... To the rim. So when
4: you say have to leave, like when they're leading the game by like twenty eight points, twenty four nothing. Yes,
6: okay. but he so did he not. Ha- com- he had to leave, yeah. okay. but he did not come back. And as it turns out, he lost a one million dollar so bonus what, what, hold on. for having to you're leave. You
4: are saying maybe that's why he didn't come back. <laughs> it wasn't his decision if he came back or not. So really, what you are saying is this: I've got you. If Nick Foles is healthy, you just made a bad bet. Yes. All right. Well, listen. That sound means we did make a bet. Whenever professionals disagree on Straight Out of Vegas, we bet. Fez just paid me a hundred because you were wrong <laughs> yesterday. I'm just gonna. I'm not even gonna spend this hundred, Fez. I'm gonna keep it so its twin, it's, its partner comes to us on Monday when you pay me because I've got <laughs> the Eagles plus six and a half. You got the Bears. When we come back. That's not even my favorite game. You're going to get my very best bet. Plus, Brad Powers with a college football best bet.
3: That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you always wanted, and it's money making time right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Straight out of Vegas!
7: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
2: Tire ratings and consumer reviews,
1: and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerackcom sports. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be.
9: I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
4: I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of
3: Vegas, and I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. It is best bet time on a football Friday here at Straight Out of Vegas, and we start with Brad Powers, our college football expert.
5: So, FCS national championship game tomorrow. Lower level than the FBS, but we got one very familiar team in this championship game. It's North Dakota State, who's going for their seventh title in eight years. Before I get to my best bet. Let's just talk how good North Dakota State is. I don't personally power rate the, the, the FCS level, but a guy that's
4: very respected. So, so when you're saying you don't power rate them, you're, you're not ranking the teams every week. I'm not ranking
5: them every week. But one guy that's nationally respected and does, he does both the FBS and the FCS, Jeff Sagarin. He has North Dakota State number 19 in the country. Where's that fall? One spot below Texas. Texas, who just won the Sugar Bowl. And where do we see this in this line? It, hold on a second.
4: On. Jeff Sagarin is saying yeah. that if North Dakota State played Texas, he would make it a pick
5: Texas very slightly favored by, like, a point.
4: That's the craziest thing I heard since Fezic said that he would have <laughs> the Bears favored over the Patriots.
5: I, look, he was part of the BCS computer models. That's well, yes, Sagarin's
4: been in USA Today for like 25, 30 years. So very respected. Wow. So how big of a favorite is North Dakota State? A 16-point favorite, largest favorite role
5: ever in an FCS championship. So literally
4: this is supposed to be the best team against the second best team, and the best team is favored by 16.
5: Favored by 16.
4: This is like the Jets
5: with Joe Namath. Yes, it is. So who do you like? I actually like the under, the total score between the two teams. So They're- what's the under? It's 60 and a half.
4: 60 and a half points, total points for both teams less than that. And we're going under the total here, which
5: has been the trend in the FCS National Championship game. In fact, 10 straight unders in the FCS National Championship game. Average total score, just 40 points per game. Makes a lot of sense, RJ. These two teams play 14 straight weeks, and in very unique situation, they have three weeks off. Offenses, offenses lose their momentum, their tempo, and they're traveling long distances. This game's played in Texas. So first time a lot of these teams getting on a plane for the uh, first time this season.
4: Well, who knows? If North Dakota State wins, maybe they'll just challenge Texas right there. Pick <laughs> them game. Only thing I'm thinking about is, and I swear I'm closing my eyes thinking, what is the campus at North Dakota State like on a Friday night?
3: Guys, next up here on Straight Out of Vegas, we get a best bet from the voice of Vegas himself, RJ Bell.
4: Um, you know, this is our uh, best time to be bad. I, let, let's let George Thorogood bring us in.
7: So, you want to be bad? Really bad? Vegas is here to tell you the best time to be bad.
4: Buddy of mine used to love Thorgood growing up in the 80s. Oh, he would drink those pony boys. And uh, that's a whole other that's a whole segment right there. <laughs> Guys, we know you love to bet parlays. You love to bet TV games. Every Friday we try to find during the football season the best time to be bad. Here's a parlay for you. Fez, we haven't even discussed this. I want your thoughts. I don't love Houston against the Colts, but I like Houston. Against the Colts. And here's why. If you walk outside, you go to a sports bar and say, Who do you want, Colts or Houston? It's gonna be 75, 80% that's gonna want Andrew Luck, gonna want the Colts. And to me, it's almost like, Well, the Colts are getting points and they're the better team, but like the Lions won. So we're saying Houston that had, that finished the year. On an amazing run, like 10 and three. 11 and two. 11 and two to finish the year. We're saying in their home stadium, they just pretty much have to win the game. I get it. Andrew Lux and that team is mighty good. It's just, I'm very comfortable with the idea that Houston should just, if it's just pick the winner, is 55% to win the game. But here's the key I know the Colts are going to score. If you look at the, 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 the kind of defense that Houston plays, if their D-line can't get pressure, then they're in trouble because their D-backs for the Texans are horrible. And the Colts have a great offensive line. So Andrew Luck is putting up his points. I like Houston. That means Houston is going to put up their points. And Houston has. And I think we're going to see Deshaun Watson run the ball a ton. Here's an important macro point. Running quarterbacks are more effective in the playoffs because they're willing to run more. They aren't worried about the injury risk. So here's the two-team best time to be bad parlay. Go with Houston on the point spread and go with over the total. Houston and over. I believe it's a correlated parlay, and we love those because parlays that are correlated, best time to be bad this weekend.
3: The Odd Couple is up next. If you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast for a preview of every single game in NFL Wild Card Weekend. We are straight out of Vegas back on Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Straight out of Vegas!
9: Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
7: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse with family